Welcome to episode 158 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Brian is at the National Sports Forum and had a great conversation with Danon Holscotter, Vice President of Marketing and Fan Engagement for the Minnesota Vikings. They talk about how the team approaches fan engagement, the Skull Chant, and the new U.S. Bank Stadium. Enjoy. So, Dan, and thanks so much for coming on the Sports Marketing Huddle. Excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you actually were one of the people that opened up the National Sports Forum this morning. I know that this episode is probably going to air a couple of days later. Yeah. Um, what's your overall vibe here in Minnesota at the National Sports Forum so far? I think it's been great. I, you know, this is my 14th forum, so obviously I'm a big fan, been on the steering committee for a few years, and a lot of pressure to open it up this morning, you know, being in, in the home market, having been all over the country with, with the forum. But I, I think, you know, as I, as I said this morning, um, for Ron Seaver and the forum to come to Minnesota in February, uh, risking the, 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 the chance that a lot of people, maybe from the South, have no interest in coming to Minnesota in, in February. I thought it was a bold move by, by Ron, but um, this, this market is, is, is um, so passionate about sports, and I think it's a, a great natural fit for the forum to be here. Five professional sports teams, the smallest market to have all five, a Big Ten University, uh, a variety of uh, the youth sports is incredibly um, uh, huge around here. Uh, it's just a great sports market. And, uh, you know, I think uh, even Meet Minneapolis and, you know, some of the CVBs, they're trying to grow um, uh, their ability to bring in sporting events of all kinds. We've now opened up U.S. Bank Stadium, XL Energy Center, Target Field, uh, Target Center's going under a major $150 million renovation. So the venues are here. Uh, it's just a wonderful market to, uh, to, to bring in sports of all different types. Yeah, and, and you can feel the atmosphere here just, just flying in. And, of course, obviously being at NSF, it's, everything yeah. is sports. But you really can feel the vibe here, which is great. And it's a little warmer than I, than I was expecting, <laughs> which is fantastic for me. Though coming from New York, so it's more of a parlay than yeah. a change of pace. Um, let's talk about U.S. Bank Stadium for a minute. You guys recently opened that. What, I guess, what went into that? And, where, and how does that change the city? How does that change for the Vikings? What does that change? It's been a huge change. I uh, came to Minnesota in 2001 after uh, spending a couple years in opening up what is now Bankers Life Fieldhouse uh, with the Indiana Pacers. Um, coming into the Metrodome, it was not um, a very fan-friendly venue. Sitting in the seat watching a football game, not a bad experience, but anything else, parking, uh, going through the concourses, trying to get to your seat, to get food or beverage, um, a very dated and antiquated facility. So our fans have deserved a new stadium for so long. And uh, the Twins and the Vikings played in the Metrodome together. It was great to see the Twins uh, a few years back uh, get a chance to open up Target Field. Uh, outdoor baseball in Minnesota has gone over very, very well. Uh, but U.S. Bank Stadium now allows uh, us as an organization to truly treat our fans, these diehard, passionate fans, to a true NFL game day experience. Even though it's in an urban environment, uh, tailgating, which is a very big part of NFL game days around the league, um, we still are able to have that, but we've had to get a little creative as well, offer up some other types of engagement uh, on game days because of that urban environment and the development around U.S. Bank Stadium. But at the end of the day, um, uh, through the first full season, uh, sold out every game, and uh, um, the fans, you can just tell, they just they love it. It is really unique to, to, to Minneapolis and the state of Minnesota as well. 
um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a real fun ride to, to kind of go through that first inaugural season. Absolutely. It's very exciting to see what you've, you've done there. And you hit on fan engagement, which is a constant topic of discussion, both on this podcast as well, just in general in sports. Um, and before we start recording, we were talking about, you know, teams that are winning, it's easy to put people in seats. But when they're not, um, it's a little bit tougher, but it really comes down to having a long-term vision to always, you know, help to increase fan engagement. And it seems like that's something that's very much a part of your organization and U.S. Bank Stadium and bringing the Super Bowl here next year. Let's talk about the fan engagement. How are you guys doing it differently? And even some of the things that maybe you had to do and get creative with with right. a new stadium. Well, I think you know a new stadium certainly helps, um, no doubt. But what we tried to do way in advance of those doors even opening up, and, and I will give a lot of credit to Jamie Weston and her team at the NFL uh, from a brand side. We sat down with them and said, look, we have one chance to open up a brand new stadium, do it well, uh, create uh, you know many new avenues for fan engagement for, for diehard fans that have been with us for the last 55 years. Uh, they worked with us to kind of think through who are we, who do we want to be, what, is, what will U.S. Bank Stadium do to potentially change the way the Minnesota Vikings operate and engage with their fans. Uh, we spent many, many months kind of going through what that looked like and, and really what it came back to the, 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 the main, the biggest point was being authentic with our fans. And uh, I mentioned uh, prior to, to us starting to record was Skoll has um, a very deep meaning for our fans and, and, and has so for many, many years. And quite frankly, a lot of our fans use that term in, in different ways. But whenever it is mentioned, uh, however it's used by our fans, uh, our fans know in their own mind that is that is significant and it is representative of the Minnesota Vikings. So we wanted to really start to embrace that and utilize Skoll as really an exclamation point on everything that we're doing. Uh, we also wanted to to really tie in to our Nordic heritage. Um, uh, this state uh, is, is, is has a heavy Scandinavian heritage. Uh, we spent a lot of time uh, thinking and, and, and looking uh, you know, to Norway and Sweden and, and the original Vikings. Uh, so we, we started to develop our own Vikings language. Um, we're, we're not necessarily utilizing you know, a Vikings like you see on the History Channel Vikings, but you know, our players are our Vikings, but we're using you know, elements of, of, that, um, that, um, you know, of, of their heritage. Uh, whether it be swords or shields or body armor, some of the things that uh, you, 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 uh, you think of when you think of some of the original Vikings. Um, and again, develop this language with Skoll being the exclamation point. And, and Skoll, for our fans, if I had to kind of generalize it, uh, is a way for um, them to rally around us and, and, and forge ahead. Uh, it's been unbelievably successful, and it was perfect timing tying in with, with U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, at the same time, Ryan, the, the new partners that we were able to bring on board, many of them Minnesota-based and non-traditional sports partners, have embraced Skoll as well. And so from a marketing uh, perspective on, on my end, utilizing some of these partners uh, for some of that, that earned media, because if they're out there using it and highlighting uh, some of the, and, and, and speaking the same language that we are, that just completely enhances our, um, our efforts uh, to, to get the word out. I'd love an example for people that um, are outside of Minnesota, maybe don't know what Skoll is. Maybe you can give us an example of either how you, the organization, has used it, or maybe an outside brand that has used it that, that made sense. Well, this is, this is a funny example. Um, 
uh, one of my coworkers uses this example all the time. Her and her husband were in New York walking down the street um, and her husband had a Viking shirt on and a guy walking towards them had a Viking's hat on. And as they passed each other, they each said, Skull. And, and that, that kind of signifies what Skull means to our fans. You know, was that a hello? Was that a, um, hey, how you doing? Um, was that uh, just go Vikings? I don't know. To either one of them, it could have meant something different. But it brought them together. And, and that's what we wanted to do from a brand standpoint is, is, is utilize something that our fans have been using for years and really be authentic. And so, you know, uh, the Skull chant uh, was, it was a, probably a very good example that we introduced at U.S. Bank Stadium. And uh, for those of you that uh, follow um, international soccer or football, um, the Icelandic national team, uh, when they came home uh, from the UEFA um, uh, championships, unfortunately with a loss, but uh, the, the video went viral of them doing the, 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 the Vikings chant. And uh, internally, um, we thought, hey, this is, uh, this is, a, this is something that we can, we can utilize. But we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just, we just started it without, in theory, permission from the organization that is, that is using it in Iceland. Um, so we worked with their people and um, end up having a great conversation about how we're all Vikings. Um, uh, they're, they're very passionate about the Vikings and the heritage in, in Iceland as well. Uh, so we worked with their um, Icelandic national team captain, uh, also the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, who's uh, from Iceland. Uh, used a production crew, went over to Iceland, and really you know, created some, some teasing videos um, of them giving us permission and supporting us uh, to, to go ahead and use the, the, the Vikings chant in, in Minnesota. So once that was happening, I, I know you've met Scott Kegley from our team before. He and his team did a masterful job of really highlighting, putting, you know, editing and, 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 and putting those videos together to get out on social and, and out to our season ticket members and start to lay the groundwork for that first preseason game in U.S. Bank Stadium uh, to start doing that school chant as a way to really get our players fired up and get our fans you know, really on the same page uh, and, and creating an unbelievable environment inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, what's awesome is um, to get a little bit of the, that, that background to how, you know, you went from this idea to actually using it to incorporating it with what the fans were already talking about right. is really fascinating because, you know, you talked about authenticity. So many teams and brands, uh, you know, talk about authenticity. Right. That is true authenticity, <laughs> right? right. right? Yeah. You know, how many people see something on YouTube and just use it and rip <laughs> right. it off? Right. You guys went to Iceland, filmed it, got permission, actually created a narrative and a story around that and said, this is real, this is authentic. Right. That's A, kudos to you guys. I think that's really fantastic. And then B, it really is giving me an insight to your organization. Um, you know, from a branding perspective, because when you're talking about Skull and how it's just this almost like insider, like password kind right. of thing, and yeah. you know, nobody really, you know, what is right. it? I don't know. Well, you have to be a Vikings fan for it to actually to be, work. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah. I can't go use it. I'm from New York. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and you're talking about shields and, you know, in the chance and the Icelandic Vikings and all of that. Yeah. And it's really fascinating because there's obviously a lot of authenticity that goes in that, but then, you're creating this branding, this image of the team and utilizing all these different tools. I guess, where did that come from? Because a lot of te you know, teams and brands in general kind of operate very top level. And it's like, right. oh, well, let's come up with a word or a buzzword that sounds cool today. Yeah. But you're very focused in on history and having really deep meaning to right. everything you're doing. You know, the Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately, have never won a Super Bowl. They've been in four. Um, and 
to me, not being a native Minnesotan or a Vikings fan growing up, quite frankly, when I got here in 2001, I was blown away by the, the passion and, and the knowledgeable fans that we have that, that really um, uh, embrace the past. Uh, we have had some unbelievable characters and unbelievable players over the years since 1961. Many Hall of Famers, it, you know, it, it is amazing and, and our fans truly embrace that. So there's an element of all of that um, that has just been, you know, through the course of time that we didn't want to, you know, shy away from. We wanted to really embrace it. And can I sit here and say that, we, you know, everything we've done in recent memory has been truly authentic? Absolutely not. But I think, I think as the world's changing, as the different mediums change, the different ways and opportunities we have to engage our fans, that authenticity has to be there or your fans who are a lot smarter, I think, now than they ever have been, um, we'll see right through it. And, and that has, within our organization um, as a whole, just become loud and clear. And so I think we're all on the same page in terms of uh, if it's not something that is authentic, um, it, it's just not worth doing. Right. Uh, and, and, and Skoll has been a great example of how it works. And the buy-in internally has been fantastic. The partnership buy-in has been great um, because it is authentic and it's resonating with our fans. And how do you continue to build that long-term vision for fan engagement and continue to bring in more fans uh, to the team over, over the long haul? What does that vision look like? That's, that's always the big question, right? That, that is, that's a tough thing. And I think it, it's, it's continued to be authentic. It's, it's sticking with what, what is working. Um, it is resonating, and so there's, there's got to be certain reasons why it is. So, you know, looking internally, what are, what are some of the things that are going well? What are some of the things that are resonating? Um, making sure that, that elements of that we're, we're sticking with. Um, I think also, you know, you mentioned it earlier, um, not every team can be the, the Patriots that now have, you know, seven Super Bowl titles since uh, Brady's been there. Um, you, have to, um, you have to find ways to continue to grow your brand, your, your base, even when times are tough. We started out last season at 5-0. and uh, The fan base was rabid. I think everybody had something in their head that, hey, this, this could be the year. We could go deep into the playoffs. You never know. And, and unfortunately, due to injuries and other, other things, um, you know, it, it didn't go quite as strong. But I think um, when, when you, we've developed uh, some really unique things with U.S. Bank Stadium, with our, our Vikings Entertainment Network, quite frankly, one of the biggest um, things that, that we're concentrating on now is content and, and making sure that the content is, is genuine. Uh, we have greater access than traditional media and, and their platforms, and so we're taking advantage of that. We have a great relationship with the football side that allows us to have some incredible access, and, and quite frankly, the talent we have internally to um, highlight uh, some of the things that our players are doing, not only on the field, but in the community highlight some of the things that some of our staff are, are doing uh, is great. And then, and then you, being able to utilize those across many different platforms um, uh, has been something that, that we're very focused on. And, and quite frankly, um, you, can, you can certainly find ways to engage fans on a, on a Sunday home game day. But think of the other hundreds of thousands of fans worldwide that, that maybe don't get a chance to come to, to Minneapolis and U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, that is where, that's where you, you earn your stripes of trying to find ways to engage them, keep them feeling like they, they, they're, they're a part of the organization as well, even though they may be thousands of miles away. That community, and that's what social and digital has allowed 
to happen, is, is create that community on a larger scale. And, and I was going to ask you that question, and I, I think I know the answer, because I think you kind of just answered it, but is that where you see the most upside is in content and digital and social as far as a marketing perspective goes? 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, but you have, to, you have to do it well. And, and I think uh, Brian Harper, our VP of content and production, uh, his VEN crew, Vikings Entertainment Network, was built literally from scratch to now roughly almost 20 people. So the organization is investing not only capital but also human resources in what we honestly do feel is, is the way, not of the future, but it, it is just a way that, that, that we feel um, will, will capture the excitement, enhance the passion, um, you know, takes maybe some of those casual fans that can kind of jump on and off the bandwagon based on team performance and find ways to connect with them um, in, in, in a way that maybe every so little, every so often, that, that, that casual uh, nature uh, maybe moves over uh, to the avid side. And, and uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, if we can embrace this passion, uh, utilize content that uh, will continue to push that, you know, the revenue stream follows that. But I think most importantly, it's, it's being authentic originally, it's creating great content, getting that interest level there, and then continuing to build on, you know, taking them down that funnel. That's 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 the way we, we like to do things, and um, we have a great team, and uh, it's been exciting to to kind of see some of the content. We're moving into a new training facility uh, about a year from now, um, a brand new studio, uh, and and with the build out and the design of that facility. Um, First and foremost, proximity to the players, um, the content plan that VN has put together, uh, both short-term and long-term, really has played into what this multi-million-dollar studio uh, will end up looking like when we open the doors in March. So, it's really fantastic. There's a lot of things that you have going on, and and it sounds like you're focusing in on all the the high growth, high engagement areas. Um, what's the advice you would give to either a team or or whether it's in the NFL or even some other league or even a small league? Um, to where they don't have that level of engagement or passion with the fans. What should they focus in on to build that? Well, number one, I mean, we're, we certainly have a lot to learn ourselves. We're not, we're not doing everything right by, by any means. But I, I think um, it can be tough to kind of get it started. But I think if they can look internally and find that skull situation within their brand, um, uh, Find little tidbits here and there that you know has been successful in generating some interest. And then, all right, run with that. Roll with that. See what else we can, we can create from whatever that tidbit might, might have been. Um, and, and stick to your guns. Uh, um, uh, you know, you have to get creative sometimes. We're not an organization. We're, we're relatively conservative. We're not going to be the ones out there doing crazy stunts just to garner some attention. Uh, and I personally don't recommend that, but um, there's, you know, there, there's something in there uh, in, in something you've already done that, is, that has generated some interest from, from fans or partners. Um, you know, go back and look at that, see what it was, and see what else you can, you can build on that. Um, that's the best advice I can probably give. I love it. I think it's great. And my last question is, because we have a large uh, audience that are either in college or might be a bit younger looking to get into the industry, what advice would you give to somebody that's looking to get their foot into the door with either a team or an organization? And really, like, what should they be focusing in on so that when they're ready, they can go and work in sports? Yeah, you know, right now, as, if they're in school now, um, uh, hopefully you're, you're volunteering in the, in the sports um, uh, information office or helping with promotions maybe at some of the different um, athletic events. 
finding ways to to show down the road that you you've had some interest in this and you've tried to create some of your own experience you've been proactive in that um, that to me is 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 number one and that's going to show up and and play really well on a resume Um, but also um, you you have to come uh, and 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 be confident in yourself in in one-on-one communication and uh, determined on on what you want to get out of an internship let's say or uh, why you really want to get into this industry and and, and this is a cliche, but it is truly about hard work. This industry is is one that doesn't come with normal business hours often. Um, our job is to uh, to further stoke the fire and the passion that these fans have. If we don't, we're done. Uh, and it takes an extreme amount of hard work and long hours. Um, and, and also, I think, um, learning, it was mentioned this morning, I thought it was a great piece of advice. I can't remember who said it, but... Uh, you know, learn how to do a lot of different things. Um, find a way to make yourself very, very valuable. And that's where good things will start for these young people trying to break into this industry. The, as you well know, the sports industry is just growing, you know, astronomically. So there's opportunities there. You got to find them, but you got to really be able to work, uh, willing to work for them as well. I agree. And Dan, that was great advice and uh, really great interview. We appreciate all of your time. I know it's uh, you got a lot to do well, it was here. my pleasure. I appreciate Sports it. Forum, but we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. Oh, yeah.